Welcome to What's Your Hustle. On this episode, I had a conversation with the creator of Unzi Batik. Sarah and I talk about her passion of creating unique pieces, from jewelry to size-inclusive and stylish wear for women. We talk about breaking barriers, her inspiration behind Unzi Batik, and the need to make everyone feel beautiful in what they wear. So let's get into it. Here's What's Your Hustle, Unzi Boutique, with my guest, Sarah Awata. Hey listeners, it's Halima with What's Your Hustle, and my guest, virtually, is Sarah Awata. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Halima? It's nice to be here. Yeah. Your name is, it seems like a, a Islamic last name, is that correct, or... Uh, yes, so yeah. I am Muslim. My background is Eritrean, so that's yeah. um, the East Coast. I met you at the BOM market that was here in Edmonton, and you have this great boutique, and I bought a uh, jumper from you and these little earrings, which I, like, I love. I thought they looked familiar. <laughs> I was just like, I think it's I'm like, do they look? <laughs> which I love. They're just, they're really, like, they're pretty, and they're elegant, and they're, like, oh, I'm so happy. they're, like, they're I'm not, like, a typically flashy person. Like, I like the mm-hmm. subtlety of just things that are, like, simple but super elegant in the background. And, like, you don't need mm-hmm. a lot to be elegant, yeah. which I just, I love about all of your pieces. The one, the jumper that I bought, I didn't even notice that it had, like, the ruffles in the back. And it was, like, an open-backed one. And I didn't notice that yeah. until I put it on and I'm like... <laughs> This is so great. Like, I, I love, because it's just that subtle detail that, like, you can, yeah. if you're someone that, you know, would wear an open back um, dress or jumper, like, you can wear an open back and it has that beautiful detail in there. Or even if you mm-hmm. put, like, a shirt underneath that you can yeah. still have that detail. And I love that your pieces are so versatile in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's something for sure I look for, because, like, um, it's not just like for one time use. It's something I believe in. Yeah. Um, all my pieces, I like to have them so you can wear them in different occasions and different situations. So we're not consistently buying things that we may or may not need. The name of your boutique is Unzi Boutique. But before we get into all that, who is Sarah Awata? Okay. Well, um, I used to be a data analyst, and a few years ago, um, I've had this passion to start a boutique since forever. Um, and I'm a person that loves adventure, um, loves, you know, diving into the unknown and taking risks, but I also like to plan quite a bit. Um, so I'm an adventure, but you know, a planned adventure. (laughs) If I am going to define myself. A planned adventure. I love it. (laughs) What is Unzi Boutique? We talked about it a little bit, but for you, what is it and what does it mean? Uh, for me, it's a space um, for women to have access to clothing and to discover their style no matter their size. So what I've, you know, what I've found is a lot of um, spaces cater to um, a certain style or a certain size of a woman, and if they are inclusive, the sizing is the styles are not very uh, unique. Um, so Unsi is for me the space where you can. Kind of discover who you are, be comfortable in your skin, and just thrive. It like helps you thrive in your life. I love the fact that uh, we'll get into this a little bit later. But the market 
you had an, a size that was like, because usually when you go to sample sizes, they're usually a, uh, a large or a medium or a small and your standard sizes. And sometimes yeah. for women, that is a deterrent. And I loved that when you are on display with your products, it's just, we're keeping it real. And I love that message that you're putting forward in your fashion. Oh, I, I love that that came across because that's something that is my number one goal, having women be able to like go to an event and find clothing because usually if I go to markets, I don't even look at the rack because it's like, what's the point? Yeah. There's nothing larger than size large or maybe in a storage, right? Right. So. Where did your love for fashion and jewelry start? Um, well, I've always loved jewelry, so that's something that I've been into my whole life. Uh, played with lots of accessories and her um, jewelry collection. My sisters, I'm the youngest of four sisters. So I played in, you know, many closets, um, and it was only in, I want to say, my first couple of years in university where I kind of had to discover my own style a little bit. So I used to uh, emulate their own and kind of just run into their closets. So kind of playing with other people's styles and then making it into my own is something that was a journey, and part of my mission is to help women discover that. So, like, I used to um, do fashion consulting, so... Um, that's something that kind of grew in from there. How did you get into fashion consulting? I always hear about it, but I never knew, like, the process of it, I guess. Sometimes I I probably mistaken it for a personal shopper. Is that something along those lines? Kind of. Yeah, so that's part of the services. So for me, it was, like, word of mouth. That's kind of how it started. So you style, you know, a friend for an event, and then, like, oh, how did you get styled or... Um, a change of wardrobe occurred and they're like, oh, how did you do this? And like, just recommendations yeah. through people. Um, so part of it is personal um, personal shopping, but also part of it is going through your closet, seeing um, what is serving you, what isn't, how can we um, use pieces that you already have to kind of um, make it more your style. And if it doesn't serve you, how can we let it go and buy something else? What inspires your creation process? I'm assuming that background for sure Mm -hmm. inspires that. Yeah, so um, for me, it's kind of just seeing when I look at a piece, I don't look at it as, okay, what is in style or what's in fashion now? I look at it as how is this piece unique? Um, Does it speak to me? Would it speak to other people? So for me, that's kind of the process I follow through as opposed to only looking what's in these days, because that's not the goal of my boutique. It's not just what's popular. It's what are things that are going to serve for a period of time. And especially now, if fashion has taught us anything, I mean, the 90s are coming back. And that's the thing about classic pieces, is that Mm -hmm. in 20 years from now, my jumper that I bought, my earrings, future purchases, other people's purchases, it's something that is going to be that staple in your closet that, you know, you don't yeah. get rid of it. Mm-hmm. That's the hope, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times I know my mom, like, she used to have this beautiful caramel brown leather skirt and, mm-hmm. like, from the 90s, and now all of that is back in fashion, and I'm just like, oh, if only, like, if only she kept it, or if only I could find another, another, like, similar piece to it, because exactly. it's just so beautiful. Yeah, no, I have that thought process all the time. <laughs> my mom's it's like, oh, no, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> I know, I came across a photo of my parents when they were in their 30s, so in my age, and 
you know, my mom was wearing the pencil skirt. We've seen this look on, uh-huh. like, numerous artists and celebrities, like, the pencil skirt with, like, the graphic tee, the oversized uh-huh. graphic tee, and I'm just, it's in. It's back in. It never, yeah. it should not have left, and now that it's back in, it's amazing. I'm glad it's back. <laughs> <laughs> so I met you at the Black-Owned Market here in July, uh-huh. and the lineup was around the corner. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, not able that to was see amazing. That. Like, I did not, I did not expect that. Um, I didn't even realize that that was just a line for me. I was just, like, in the zone, like, just serving and making sure every customer had a good experience. Yeah. Um, but that was beyond my wildest dreams. It was my first market, first event, and it honestly gave me a much-needed boost after COVID because, like, that was just a very tough time. So... Yeah. That was a nice boost, to be honest. So, very <laughs> it was, grateful for that. It was amazing. We got there at, um, so the doors opened at 11, I think, and we got there a uh-huh. little bit after, because we're like, maybe it wasn't, you, we didn't expect it, like, social media-wise to be as big as it was, because it was all word of uh-huh. mouth, and posting, and reposting, and, um, yeah. I know that media outlets did a new story on it later and up to leading up to it so that could have uh-huh. been accredited to the long lineup but it was amazing like it was the lineup like around the block to get in we waited in line maybe an hour 45 minutes but it was completely oh. worth it it was completely I worth am so thankful and grateful <laughs> you waited because like it just it blows my mind like feeling so honored that you know you waited others waited yeah and like <sighs> yeah. we had to get out of there because at one point the MC was like hey guys we need to like hurry this up because you they had it for a limited amount of time and it's just like you uh-huh. know we want as many vendors to get as much exposure as possible and I like I yeah. saw your line and I saw your your things on Instagram prior to and I was like hey I need to make a beeline for Unzi, and I need to make it now, <laughs> because I, like, I need it, because your, your pieces were just, like, I was just drawn to your pieces, how did oh, you, I'm so grateful. how did you get involved with the um, Black-owned market? Um, so, there was one in Calgary, just right before the one in Edmonton, so I saw that, and then, um, I was told that there's going to be one in Edmonton as well, so I applied, and yeah, what's from there? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's one of those, like, opportunities as well. Shoot your shot. If anything, if the opportunity yeah. arises and you want it, like, go for it. Shoot your shot. Because if anything, they say no and they say no, you move on with your life, right? Oh, like, absolutely. And I was shortlisted. I wasn't even part of the original, like, lineup. So, like, I didn't know I was going to make it in until, like, a few days before. Um, It was just, it was definitely a learning experience for me because that's when I launched my clothing line. So before that, I was only selling accessories, mm-hmm. um, and it was an opportunity for me, and like a bit of a risk to be like, okay, I'm launching my clothing, and I'm launching into this market, and I hope for the best, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm so grateful I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're, you've also done the 124th Street Market. What is the best thing about being in a market surrounded by different inspirations? Um, you know, it, it helps your creativity. Um, it's the community there is it's very close-knit and people are very helpful and they're it's a, it's a very community-oriented market um so what I really enjoyed is having conversations and um learning about different things so it's my first year in business and my first year doing markets um so learning about you know different markets um people's experiences otherwise that you wouldn't have known otherwise like if you weren't there just speaking to them um so I've I've learned quite a bit from 
having that community and being close with people on a weekly basis. Your brand, we spoke about this as part of your driving force towards Unzi, is all-inclusive. For myself, being a woman who has lived in Edmonton my whole life, it's refreshing to see like different styles and colors, just the vibrant colors of your your products, your kimonos, your, your jumpers, your earrings even, and your scrunchies. Um, and just to see the colors for different body types, um, that for myself, I never, I never fit the norm. Like, I've lived here my whole life, and if you've lived in a city where, you know, a certain body type is more catered to you in, like, your 30 plus years of life, it's frustrating. It's super, (laughs) it is super frustrating. Why is it, Uh we did speak about this, why is it so important for you to have a brand that is all-inclusive? What does it mean to you, and, like, for the future, what do you want to see that bring about? Um, Well, for me, it's very important, as I said, because clothing kind of gives you that confidence, right? When you feel that you're able to find something that fits, um, makes you feel good, and... It also, it helps you fit in, right? Because, like, when you're in your 20s and you're stuck wearing something that's either catered for nightwear or for, you know, somebody in their 50s, it doesn't make you feel good, right? And that kind of helps um, lower your self-esteem. And, you know, it, it it's a lot of roadblocks. So, for me, it's not just about uh, being size-inclusive. I also try um, with, uh, like, the models, you know, modeling my clothes. It's, you know, people from, you know, different backgrounds, different sizes, different... Um, walks of life just so that you're able to see yourself out there and it's that's something that I'm really passionate about making sure that it's not just seeing the clothes it's seeing yourself so kind of in the future what I'm hoping to kind of grow and see and you know push that message out is it's everybody matters every skin matters and that's kind of my well, part of it. There's so many things I want to do. <laughs> but, like, that's, that's kind of what it comes down to, right? Right. It's that, um, uh-huh. that seeing the reflection of yourself, no matter what walk of life you come from. Yeah. It's, it's in the clothing. It's in the scrunchies, in the earrings. It's in everything that you do and how you move. Because, yeah. you know, the message is you belong as well. Like, everybody has a place. Everybody belongs. I love that you're doing that. (laughs) Honestly, because black and beige and brown are fine. But, I mean, when you're, like, when you've got, like, the spirit and, like, this this fire in your soul, you don't really want to look like season eight Daenerys Targaryen wearing gray all the time. Nobody wants. No, no, no. I I love I love colors I love neutrals but I also love a splash of color right yeah and if that's what empowers you yes that's what I want to give you if the beige empower you sure I want to give you that too but I want to give the option right like it's all about having the options to see to what makes you feel good what are some struggles that have come with starting your own company and brand along the way um, well, I started in February, so, you know, I had, like, plans and expectations and, like, th- things I wanted to do over the summer, um, but then COVID happened, um, so kind of just put quite a halt, um, I was a brand, so, you know, there wasn't a lot of awareness, so, like, the, the support that I would have, you know, received otherwise if I had been, like, known, um, wasn't there, because I'm still, like, 
new. Yeah. Um, but I took that time to kind of, kind of think about where do I want my, um, my brand to go? Uh, what are my next steps? And then kind of, instead of introducing my clothing line within six months, I introduced it within like three. So I kind of had to like pivot and kind of, um, just reorganize a little bit. As a woman, and we've said this earlier, that wants to be inclusive of all people, color, sexual orientation, race, religion, whatever it is, however you want to dress. Um, Mm. For yourself, being a woman from Eritrea in a society where you are making a place for yourself, what have been some struggles you've faced with mentally and just the frustration of how do I get started? Because you started in February, but, you know, there's always that first, like, ugh, do I, do I know if I want to do this in a society that, where media, unfortunately, has made it feel like there isn't a place for me? Like, what has gone through your mind when you're going through that? Um, okay, so for me, that's, that is kind of, that has been a thing. So, when you're creating a brand like mine, you need to be the face of it, right? Because you're pushing a message of, you know, um, being yourself and being there. Um, that was a bit of a struggle for me, like, even though, like, I do have my own social media stuff going on, but for the most part, I am a pretty private person. So putting yourself and putting myself out there in that sense was, it was a bit of a struggle, um, just because you are being in the spotlight a little bit, you know, you, you can be targeted you, you know, your, our self-consciousness kind of comes in where you're like, oh, is that okay? Like, you have to break down your own barriers. Um, and that's something I struggled with. And that's why it took me a while to start my business, to be honest. Because, like, you have to be consistently out there um, breaking the walls and kind of just saying, I'm here. Um, so that did take a little bit of getting used to. It is still hard getting used to it sometimes. Um, but it's, you know, I just have to remember why I'm doing it and consistently just be like, it's okay, I have to do this. And it gets easier. And if someone doesn't like it, meh. <laughs> like, that's kind of my, like, that's usually how I feel about myth, but it's just being out there sometimes. Absolutely. Like, uh, mental barrier a little bit. What are some of your methods that you use to conquer stress? Because the time we're in, you know, the uncertainty of businesses sometimes the the stress of even I'm sure you know orders and when you're doing everything in your hands on yourself how do you conquer that stress um I take the time off when I need it to be honest um and I put I'm, I'm a gamer I play video games so I play <laughs> video games any stress um awesome. <laughs> you know just blocking time off sometimes is good um and I give myself a lot of grace so if it doesn't happen like, I don't, there's no point of beating yourself up at a certain point. Like, yes, you have to um, meet your obligations and your deadlines and, like, be efficient. But when I know I'm overloaded and overstressed, if I don't perform, um, you know, towards my expectations, I don't beat myself up right there and then just because it's not going to do me good. It's not right. going to help me get productive, right? So I take, then if, if I'm breaking, I step back, take, you know, whatever time I need to just recenter and get back out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I play video games. Yeah. <laughs> now that awesome. COVID is here and like going out as much is not a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you gotta adapt. You got it. What is your favorite video game? 
right now? Uh, what are right you now, to I'm do? playing um, this game called um, Speedrunner Two. Okay. And just like kind of like Super Mario, where you're just running and. Just... Oh right. Okay. I'm not much of a I'm not much of a gamer. When we grew up, we didn't have consoles or anything. But a lot of my friends are like big time like gamers. They like have a computer. They have the chair. They have like. The key, yes. like ever, they have everything that they could ever they need. They have their setup. Yeah, they have everything. <laughs> I'm then, not that cool though. <laughs> I'm more of like the silent observer. Speaking of COVID, it's we're in it. It's crazy. We're doing uh-huh. this virtually because unfortunately, we just right now our shit is not together. It's just no, no it's cases just, are much higher now, and I'm just like, oh well. Oh, okay, then. I guess we stay home now. Like I don't. Yeah. We just, you know, yeah. one day we will just have our shit together. But right now, today is not the day. That is fine. Yeah. What has COVID taught you about running a business, if uh, anything? Um, it did. It did. So for me, it was a few things. It was like, what do you? What are your necessities? Because we have to like, I know for myself and a lot of other uh, small businesses that I know in Edmonton, um, we had to think about what do is what we're doing necessary. Um, how are we helping people? Because we have to make that message clear. Um, and pivoting, really, that was the biggest thing. What is working? What's not? And how could you either make it work or scratch it and start? So I know people started selling like more e-services, um, kind of just to compensate for uh, not being able to be there in person. Um, so for me, it was like I was debating offering some key, um, e-services as well. But then for me, it wasn't like the right time. So pivoted to being online more, doing as many markets as I can, just interacting more with um, my online base. For what it is, I think it's a perfect time to learn this lesson, especially because you're essentially doing it from the ground up. When you're given nothing, <laughs> when you're forced to, to deal to use the pieces you have and the pieces you have are not what you would normally have it literally teaches you how to do it from ground up and this time can teach us a lot about you know hustling in a in a struggle filled environment which when we uh-huh. come out of it because i believe we will come out of it eventually we oh, yeah. will get there um you know, we are much, you will be much more stronger and those businesses that sell products will be much more Uh stronger. And the ones who are doing that, taking the time to readjust and kind of replan, they have been successful. Like, there are a lot of businesses where they're thriving more now than before COVID just because they're more focused Mm -hmm. and more conscious of what they're doing. Taking that time to reassess really what Uh is important. If you had to narrow down to three words to best describe yourself in terms of business or as Sarah herself, what would they be? I'd say, um, that's a good question. And now I'm blanking out. That's okay. Take your <laughs> so time. Many words I Take say. your time. Um, in terms of, um, Uncy or like my entrepreneurial spirit in general, um, I would say community, um, for me, it's community, inclusivity, and um, growth. Like, I believe in growth. So those are things that, whether it's Sarah or my entrepreneurial spirit, it's something that kind of defines me. Mm-hmm. What are your top five songs? Ooh, 
compliments, so many things. So I'll just, I have, I listen to a lot of music, so I'll just tell you what's been on my playlist for the last week. Yeah. Because <laughs> for me, that's, that would do. So, um, Busted by the Isley Brothers. Um, and then I listen to some Arabic music. So yes. this is Arabic song I really like these days. So um, it's called um and then Shea Butter Baby. I'm looking at my playlist right now to yeah. see what I'm listening to. Oh, often. I love <laughs> I love Shea Butter Baby. I like oh my God. <laughs> that Ari oh. Lennox, I'm telling you, it's just a great song. <laughs> It really is. I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, and um, Splash by Patrice and Nisa. That's four songs now? Yeah. I'm going to say. And Vaporiza by Jadena. Yeah, Jadena, yeah. Yes, yeah. perfect. So those are my five songs for the week. Oh, amazing. I just, I love Jadena's album, 85 to Africa. I... Oh. I didn't know what to expect because I loved um, the the previous one with like Long Live the Chief and Chief Don't Run yeah. like and I and on my gym playlist like that those two songs are usually there. It, I didn't know what to expect with eighty five to Africa and I just I loved it. I oh it's a great album. It's so great. Like Tribe Tribe is so good. I was oh Jadena and just yeah. the things that he's doing like within his own community and. I just, yeah, I have respect for Jadena, because he keeps it real, and, you know, you have to respect that for sure. Absolutely. Where can people find you and more information about your amazing products? Okay, well, um, they can find me on my Instagram, which is unsiguti, or the website, www.unsi.com, that's O-O-N-S-I-E.com. So, Bomyeg is doing a... um, a winter market yes. for Christmas, so hopefully I'll be in it. I can't, I can't say 100% yet, but... <laughs> well, I'm you know. hoping you're in it, and I'm sending vibes that way that you're in it. <laughs> so yeah, but there is a market, so people should check it out. Um, and then 124th is also having their Christmas market. Yep. So that will be from November 27th till December 20th, so I will be there as well. Um, so if you want to see me in person, I'll be there. If not, I'll be online. Perfect. Thank you, Sarah, so much for sitting down with me. I Oh, thanks for inviting me. Of course. I wish circumstances were a little bit better so we could do this in person. But oh, okay. it was just so great to see you and just to spend time with you because I know that when we met, it's such in a rush and it's all been through messaging oh, yeah. so you don't really get to know each other and see what everyone's yeah. about. So, and I just, as, um, just as a female and as a woman of color, especially, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being all inclusive. Thank you for putting life back into clothing that is for everyone and I really jewelry appreciate that. Thank you. and scrunchies and just and just thank you for your spirit and thank you for pushing boundaries when there's a time where you know people are just unsure and yeah. about who can push those boundaries and thank you for making your own place at the table because you do belong at a table and thank I'm, you. I'm I really very happy that. that you're doing your thing and I just want so to say, you. I love this podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. 
I you're doing your own barriers. I really like that. <laughs> um, as women, as regular human beings, um, whatever you believe in, I just want to say like, just don't be afraid. It's scary. Mm. It's all hell. It's scary as all yeah. hell. There's gonna be days where you want to give up. There's days where you're super unsure about where you're going and what you're doing, but just trust the path that you're on. Absolutely. Thank you, Sarah, so much. It was so Thank great. You. I will definitely put all your links in the description of this episode. and Okay, thank we'll you. People know where you're at. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks, thank Sarah. you so much for having me again. Bye. Bye. <laughs> if you're in the Edmonton area this holiday season, be sure to safely check Unzi Boutique out at the YEG Christmas Market in the historic Army and Navy building in Old Strathcona, now running until December 20th. Also, check her out online at www.unzi.com. Thank you for listening to What's Your Hustle, created, produced, and hosted by yours truly, Halima Hussain. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Your Hustle Podcast. Subscribe, listen, rate, review on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, as well as anywhere else you stream podcasts. And until next time, whatever your hustle is, you got this.